A quick preface to my homily. About 10 days ago, I was at East Central High School. I was getting the girls' track cross-country team ready for state, and I was actually on the track, and the football team was on the field, and one of the football players ran off the field and came up to me, and he was a senior, he's a parishioner, and he said, hey, Father Meyer, and I was like, yeah, like, you're supposed to be on the football field, what are you doing? He says, um, I've noticed that you haven't, like, preached a homily with signs in, like, over two months, and uh, I kind of miss them. And I was like, okay, challenge accepted. The next time I preach at All Saints, I'll use signs. So, just so you know, this might be a bit forced, but I don't think so. Everyone say free. Everyone say faithful. Everyone say fruitful. Say free, faithful, and fruitful. Free, faithful, and fruitful love is authentic love. All love that is authentic and that is real is free, faithful, and fruitful. Our readings today speak about two sets of seven brothers. The first set of seven brothers in the first reading are real men that existed in history and all died as martyrs. In the flesh, they were willing to die rather than offend God. The second set of seven brothers are imaginary. They don't exist. They're theoretical. They're not real. Real love in the flesh is always free, faithful, and fruitful. There's imaginary love that sometimes we want to make up. That love is not free, faithful, and fruitful. There's sometimes things we want to call love But it's not love. And it's also not free, faithful, and fruitful. But God's plan for love will always be free, faithful, and fruitful. So if I can have my six servers come down. So we're going to look today at free, faithful, and fruitful love. And we're going to begin by looking at the book of Maccabees, which was our first reading today. If you want just a good book to read to inspire you, read the book of Maccabees. So this story about these seven brothers... These seven brothers actually all die as martyrs because they refuse to eat pork. It's one of the reasons that we're thankful to be Christians. It is against Jewish law to eat pork. They're being forced to eat pork to defile their God because those who are killing them know they can't eat pork. And they all choose to die. And one of the powerful moments in the book of Maccabees is the mother. The mother of all seven of the sons is present. And she doesn't dissuade her sons from martyrdom, she actually encourages them. She gives this beautiful monologue, this beautiful speech to them, telling them to stand strong against the tyrants and to be willing to die. So, we hear in the book of Maccabees about free, faithful, and fruitful love. And I'm going to make, just make the argument that all true, authentic love is free, faithful, and fruitful. What is it? So, let's look at the book of Maccabees real quick. We know that the love of the martyrs, the seven men, is free. Why? You can drop that down now. The love is free because they say, we are ready to die. They aren't being forced. They aren't just being murdered. They're willfully saying, no, we are ready. 
We freely give our lives. They could have eaten the pork. They could have. They had free will. They made the free, conscious decision. Next, we know that this love is faithful. Can you hold this up just a little bit? The people in the back are struggling. I'll try to get taller servers. (laughs) These Maccabeans say, we would rather die than transgress God's laws. We would rather die than offend God. These men are being extremely faithful, faithful to their God. And lastly, in the Maccabees, we see fruitfulness. These Maccabeans, these Jewish men, believed in the resurrection. This historical book, which is the last of the historical books, the idea of resurrection had become popular. The Sadducees that we hear about in our gospel passage today don't believe in the resurrection, but the Pharisees, the other group of religious men, did believe in the resurrection. What did they say? They said the king will raise us up to live again. These Jewish men believed that there was a life after death. Okay? So, the Maccabees, their love is free, faithful, and fruitful. Who are they loving? They're loving God. Their love of God is free, faithful, and fruitful. Now, we know that the love that God has for us, the love that Christ has for his church is given to us in a very real way in the sacrament of holy matrimony. Raise your hand if you're married. Raise your hand if you're a widow or a widower. Raise your hand if you one day want to get married. Okay. Let's talk about free, faithful, and fruitful love. On the day of your wedding, you either stood before a priest or a deacon, and you made three promises. The priest said to you, Have you come here... To enter into marriage without coercion, freely and wholeheartedly. Have you come here freely? Is this your choice and your decision? Are you free? The priest then asks this question. Are you prepared as you follow the path of marriage to love and honor each other for as long as you both shall live? Which means what? I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful to you for the rest of my life. There's seven billion other people that live on this planet. I'm going to be faithful to you, to one. Free, faithful, and what's the third question that the priest or the deacon asks? Are you prepared to accept children lovingly from God and to bring them according to the law of Christ and his church? Are you going to be fruitful? Is your life going to bear fruit? Is your life going to change the world? Marriage is ordered towards children. Marriage is always ordered towards family. Free, faithful, and fruitful. So just as the Maccabees were free, faithful, and fruitful, and this is why they're inspiring. When I read the story of the Maccabees, I get fired up. I look at the martyrs, and I'm like, that's so awesome. In the early church, when when the Roman Empire decided to kill Christians and make martyrs, the emperors and the kings and the magistrates thought that they were suppressing a religion. And yet one of the great quotes of the early church is that the blood of the martyrs is the seed bed of the church. 
that when you begin to kill Christians, what happens actually is that people get inspired by people who are making free, faithful, and fruitful decisions, and they're like, yeah, I want to do that too. So what about marriage? How many of you who are married or want to be married can think of marriages that live this out, free, faithful, and fruitful, and it inspired you? For those of you who are not married, how many of you want to be married because you've seen this lived out and you want this? Think about your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, your neighbor. Is it not true that free, faithful, and fruitful marriage is inspiring? We also know that all authentic love in the flesh is free, faithful, and fruitful, and that it's supposed to be that way, because we also know that the opposite wounds us. When love is not free, faithful, and fruitful, it hurts. And the effects of it on us and on others is damaging. What's the opposite of freedom? between a man and a woman, arranged marriages, pressure, force, unwanted pregnancies, unplanned pregnancies, rape. What happens if there's not freedom in love? What happens when there's not faithfulness? Adultery, cheating, unfaithfulness? Love in the flesh, when it's free, faithful, and fruitful, is life-giving. Love in the flesh, when it's not free, faithful, and fruitful, hurts. It hurts individuals. When life is not fruitful, it ultimately will ultimately kill. Ending an abortion. But beginning even with the desire to keep life from happening in a relationship, in contraception. Why is the church always taught what it does? Why do all my couples preparing for marriage go through teachings on natural family planning? Because the church knows that free, faithful, and fruitful love is what allows a couple to flourish and to grow and to become who God is inviting them to be. Free, faithful, and fruitful love, inspired by the martyrs, lived in marriage, is the archetype, it is the pattern that is given to us for the intimate relationship that God wants to have with you. So let's break this down. Free, faithful, and fruitful. Is your relationship with God free? Some of you will have to answer the question, that question, no. Some of you are here not because you freely chose to come to Mass this morning, let's be honest. Some of you are here because your parents drug you. Not drugged you, but drug you. <laughs> Some of you are here because your husband or wife drug you here. Some of you are here because you just know that if you don't sit in the certain pew that you're in, in the spot that you're in at 915 Mass, your mom or your dad or your grandma will be calling you later today. But our freedom in our relationship with God is that God is never going to force himself on us. God will never impose himself on us. 
Because God is a mad lover, but God respects our freedom. And God allows us to freely love him, but we have to choose it. We have to, in our freedom, choose to love him. And maybe some of you this morning have never done that. Maybe you've never freely just said, God, I'm yours. And I freely give myself to you today. I give my heart to you today in freedom. Faithfulness. Let's be honest. We know God's laws and commandments. But some of us don't want to be faithful. We know them and we're just like, yeah, that might like, be for good for other people. It's never that good for me. And thus, I'm not going to be faithful. Some of you this morning clearly strive to live by freedom. Father Maine and I heard 200 confessions on Friday during 12 hours. Some people waited an hour and a half in line. If you do the math, by the way, that's a confession every 3 minutes and 45 seconds. So some of us choose to be unfaithful. Some of us, in our unfaithfulness, choose to choose faithfulness and to reconcile with God. And fruitfulness. Some of us choose to try to make our life fruitful in the way that we love other people. And yet some of us, as we know, the Holy Spirit prompts us to visit our neighbor, to visit the sick, to be more generous, to be more patient, to be more kind. We're like, ah, you want to like God, I don't want to bear fruit today. I, I really just, I'm not comfortable with doing that. Sometimes God gives us an opportunity to pray with someone or to be joyful or to share the faith. We're like, ah, God, I'm not really open to bearing fruit today. I'd rather just remain right where I'm at. Every single one of us, every day has an opportunity to be free, faithful, and fruitful in our relationship with God. And here's the beautiful thing, my brothers and sisters, is that free, faithful, and fruitful love is what God gives to us every day. What does God say to us every single day at Holy Mass? This is my body given up for you. What, is, what, is, what do those words say? I freely give myself to you. This is my blood poured out for you. I freely give myself to you. Freedom. Faithful. What does Christ say to us? In Matthew 28, Behold, I am with you always. He is faithful to us. He is in every tabernacle of our churches. He is in our perpetual adoration chapel. He is before us any moment that we call upon him. Because his love is free, it's faithful, and it's fruitful. What does Jesus say to, in John, say to us in John chapter 6? He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. In this month of November, when we pray for the poor souls, when we visit our cemeteries, what is our hope for our beloved dead? That he who eats his flesh and drinks his blood has eternal life. Our God is not a God of the dead. Our God is a God of the living. And he promises life to those who desire to receive it. Free, faithful, and fruitful. The difference between the Maccabees who were real men in the flesh, and the seven brothers that are theoretically and imaginarily talked about in the gospel is the same that is true for us. We have to at some point make the choice to enter into a free, faithful, and fruitful love in our bodily, in our spiritual, in our emotional relationship with God. 
It can't be a theory. It can't be an idea. It can't be an imagination. It has to be real in the flesh. As we witness the fleshy relationship that Christ wants for us in this Mass as he gives us his body and his blood poured out for us, let's pray for the grace to respond generously in our freedom, our faithfulness, and our fruitfulness. Amen? Amen.